My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Ian from Squared Circle History, and I want you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the fans, to decide who ends up on our ultimate list at the end of the show. Joining me is my co-host, the often imitated but never duplicated Brian. I'm often imitated? Who's imitating me? I'm going to be like Terry Funk. I'm going to find who's imitating me. <laughs> well, good luck. Well, good <laughs> luck, you egg-sucking dog. Don't uh, do it. He's going to find you. He's pissed. He's going to find you. And apparently we're really popular in Ireland. Weird. Yes, I received uh, an email this week saying that we are number 53 in wrestling podcasts in Ireland. So I'd say that's, that's an accomplishment, right? That's not bad, you know. Uh, so... Hey, Everyone hi. out there in Ireland, thank you very much. And uh, listening with the shillelaghs, no doubt. Oh, yeah. They're rocking out the Thin Lizzy. Yes. And uh, eating corned beef and cabbage, which I absolutely love. Are you Irish, Brian? I'm not Irish. I'm Portuguese. You're 100% Portuguese. 100%. I'm a Portuguese-American. Wow. So my parents were born in Portugal. I was born in America. Un- so, you know. Unbelievable. That was kind yeah. of like Vince McMahon and Terry Funk there. Hey, speaking of which, uh, are you wearing a wrestling shirt today? Nope, I'm not. And, you know, I'm not. It's it's different. I'm uh, well, we're doing this uh, via Zoom. I don't know if people realize they're trying to pump these out, and we figured out a way um, via Zoom to do it. So you're gonna hear like a lot of different things. You're here, you know, I'm on my pleather couch here. You're gonna be like wrestling around and moving around on my pleather couch, no doubt. You know, my dog barking. My kid might walk in. There's going to be a wide array of things. And, you know, if got, it is what it is. I've got police sirens and church bells. So they're battling it out out there. Yeah, we'll hear your motorcycle friend, you know, ride by. Oh, yeah. Well, because we're recording this earlier, earlier, hopefully he won't be by. But I'm sure, you know. And because it's really cold out. Like, really cold out. Yeah, so, it is. Um, I actually am wearing a wrestling shirt. It's my... Shirt from Stash Pages. It's a, a white shirt, and it's it's inspired by the designs that the great Haru would uh, would would put together. It's uh it's patterned after 
um, the King of the Deathmatch finals between Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. It's illustrated, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. So I will nice. definitely throw a picture of that up on the. Have you worn that on before? I have. I have. Um, I don't know if I don't think I've worn it on the show before, uh, and oh. I don't. And I mean, lately when we hang out, we record, and now we're not hanging out, and now we're zooming. Isn't that weird? Like. You know, people this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and like before before YouTube happened, you know, like you know, it it was much harder to send videos back and forth to people. Um, but now it's like it's part of everybody's vocabulary, like, oh YouTube it or like Google. Oh Google it. Now it's hey, let's yeah. zoom. Well, we have no choice, right? I mean I do miss miss, you know, before uh, the podcast getting trashed and you know. I guess I get trashed at home, but it's not the same like, you know, hanging out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's definitely strange. It is definitely strange. But um, yeah, but, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully this Zoom thing will work out and we can pump these out relatively consistently. I mean, we'd like we'd like to do once a month, uh, but we'll uh, we'll see where things go. Yeah. But, um, joining us this week is the lovely and the talented Sarah. Hey guys, what's up? Feels like it's been forever, and it's really nice to be back. Well, it's been a little while. Been a little while, Sarah. How are you? I miss you, Brian. I miss you too. I mean, you know, it's been a, over over a month, two months maybe. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Before Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. It's almost three months. Tells you it's yeah. been too long. Jeez. It is what it is, man. We have no choice. You know, we haven't talked in a while. I haven't seen Siren forever. So, yeah, but, you know, I want to know what's going on with you guys. And I guess everyone's going to listen to it, whether they like it or not. They're going to learn to love it. <laughs> Everybody's going to listen to it, whether they want to or not. That's right. Because we're bizarre. We're bizarre. <laughs> all right. So with all that said, let's construct our Mount Rushmore of heels. That? that was the construction sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's not a vibrator. It sounded, more, sounded more like demolition to me. Demolition? Like Dem- are they on there? <laughs> Sarah's, going, Sarah's getting right into it. She's like, demolition. <laughs> <laughs> demolition instead of construction. But I guess because it's heels, that kind of makes sense. Yes. First up, my personal favorite fan, Pat R. the Superstar, with Mr. McMahon, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Triple H, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. So, the first name mentioned, Mr. McMahon, arguably the most influential person in mainstream pro wrestling history, maybe? Yeah, man. How can you not have McMahon on there, right? He's a... That whole thing with, with Austin and Mr. McMahon, there he is. There's a dog. You hear him? Dog, that's Tyson. What a jackass. <laughs> All right. No, he's a canine. But no. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a canine. <laughs> jackass. <laughs> jackass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how can you not have McMahon on there, right? That oh, yeah. was, uh, what? Do you want me to want to wait till this dog uh, shuts up and, and then keep going, or you want me to just keep him in there? <laughs> I'll keep going. I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, so yeah, we'll so how can you not have McMahon in there? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, all right, Vince McMahon for so long, you know, he was the commentator and then, you know, he took over the company for his dad and was still the commentator. But then when he arguably screwed Brett or Brett screwed Brett or the Montreal screw job happened, then he became, you know, more of a, an on-screen character and he started feuding with Austin. It's kind of funny because he's like, oh, nobody else can do it. So I'll just do it. Right. But just to clear the record, um, that whole McMahon and Hart thing, McMahon was actually the face there because, you know, Bret Hart didn't want to do uh, what his boss was telling him to do. Like, you know, the big bitch he is. <laughs> I just want to point that out for everybody. I'm sure people know that. Brian hates Brett. Brian hates Brett. Brian hates Brett. Brian hates Brett. So are you saying that he is Brett the bitch man heart? Bitch man, yes. Um, but no, McMahon was the face there. But when he did do the Mr. McMahon character and did the whole Brett screw Brett thing, which he was correct on, but I could see, you know, that's when he was starting to uh to turn and start to do the Mr. McMahon. Yeah, like that was that was good stuff. The whole awesome thing was awesome, man. Probably the greatest feud of all time. Yeah, how about when he wore the do rag on ECW? Oh yeah, because he got his head shaved. <laughs> right, and he was like the ECW champion and all that stuff. Yeah, that was that was rough, but I mean, yeah, in that feud with Austin, that I mean, really established that character as, uh, yeah, an all time great heel. Um, it was. And I mean, and it's interesting, too, because when you say the Mount Rushmore of heels, it doesn't necessarily have to be a full time wrestler. It can be a manager. It could be a heel commentator. It could it could be so many different things. Um, right. In this case, you had Mr. McMahon, who, you know, who did start as just an authority figure um, and, and did wrestle occasionally. And with him, I mean his matches were meaningful. He, I mean, he, he's not a great wrestler, but the matches that he was in and the situations that he was put in uh, were definitely memorable. I mean, you know, the right, feud they have to be, right? Hulk Hogan. What about the feud with Hulk Hogan? Hogan, Shane McMahon, when, you know, yes. that WrestleMania match, that was crazy. She went, you know, coast to coast. Yeah. And that was the first time we saw that, right? Yep. And yeah, that, that Hogan match you're talking about, that was a bloody, uh, bloody match. Um, yeah. In the, uh, I mean, degrading Trish on on t- live TV, um, you know, objectifying every woman that stepped through the doors for a period of time. Yep. Um, How about yeah. a embarrassing Jr. Good old Jr. Oh, kiss my ass club. Yes, he he would literally make people kiss his ass. Yep. And not like the Terry Funk ass. But but he always said yes. His butt. What? Yes, his butt. No, but I said, I said, he always said that he wouldn't make anyone do anything he wouldn't do. And if you remember, remember that match? It was them and the Spirit Squad against DX and the Hell in a Cell. Oh, no. And they put his face right in like the Big Show's ass. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. And I'm sure he, he took a stink face or two from Rikishi, probably. He did, right. So give the guy credit. I mean, he did everything that, you know, if not worse, he put himself through worse situations that he asked his employees to do, you know, but it's a business and that's how people have to look at it. If you are going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he has such legendary theme music in the walk. 
his walk has been now du- uh, imitated by Conor McGregor. Yeah, big loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so he's let's probably talk. still sleeping. He, <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> Wake me up when the season's over. Uh, all right, so next, let's talk about the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, what, are, what are your favorite memories of Ted DiBiase, Brian? Oh, dude. The vin- well, not the vignette so much, but the, uh, the in-ring promos and the promos, like, on the stage way back um, from the ring. Remember, like, he'd have the little kid bounce the basketball for $100, then he'd kick the basketball. Yeah, he'd say, um, you know, bounce the basketball yeah. 10 times, and then right before the kid would bounce it the 10th time, he'd kick the ball. Right, and the kid was like devastated. His face just like kind of dropped. Oh, like you know, having people kiss his feet for money. He made um, Rob Van Dam kiss his feet. Right, you know, like that's, dude, that's so much heat right there. You know what I mean? And even the vignettes, like you were talking about, like you initially said, the vignettes. I mean, come on, he he paid a public pool, like a like a like an attendant and a public pool to clear the pool so he could have the pool for himself. I mean, that's a heel move. Did the same thing with a restaurant. Right, having Virgil wipe the shit off his boots. Yes, yes, I mean, <laughs> he proved that uh, everybody's got a price. Right, even he has a price, right, Ian? Oh yes, <laughs> Ed does have a price, and he does not We're do. We're gonna find out what it is. <laughs> yeah, he, he just he doesn't do endorsements. So, well, million dollar man, let's see if you make it onto the Mount Rushmore. Let's talk about Triple H. Triple H, he married the boss's daughter. Of course, he's a heel. Yeah. That, you know, I'm kind of indifferent with Triple H. I, oh, man, I don't know. As far as the Mount Rushmore of heels, I, th- you know, we're talking about four guys here. Yeah. I think uh, maybe a guy like Heenan, like you said, there's, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, you know, as far as commentators or managers or wrestlers. and But for me... Instead of a guy like Triple H, maybe you throw a guy like Heenan on there. You know what I mean? I'm sure his name's going to come up later. I'm, I'm pretty positive of it. I haven't seen the list. Um, but, yeah, like, so Triple H, he, he is a good heel. And there was a lot of, you know, things he did, and you know, in real life and in the ring, you know, with the whole China thing. You can see he's a heel. He messed around on her with Stephanie, you know, married the boss's daughter. A lot of people don't like him just for that reason alone. But even so, even just – even just focusing on being a heel, there was a period of time where he was the top heel. Now, I think he deserved to be there. Um, I don't know if he deserved necessarily to be there as long as he did when there were other guys that definitely deserved an opportunity. But when he was on top, I mean, you know, he produced. He, he produced legendary matches. That feud with Shawn Michaels, legendary and lasted for years. Um and they and they had great matches um and he even had i do oh my god yeah Shawn michaels and triple h the street fight at SummerSlam 2002 an all-time great match then they had the match on raw uh at the end of the year that i think it was uh sean michaels did it was like a double pin finish and triple h ended up winning in the end but the match was it was legendary it was a great match. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, his A lot of his stuff, like a lot of his things run into each other for me. So, like, I couldn't even tell you during some of his feuds if he was a heel or a face. Okay. 
you know what I mean? Only like you know what I'm saying though. Like so he so, fit in well in AEW. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much all Millennium Wrestling. Um, <laughs> uh, millennial, I should say, all Millennial Wrestling. So, yeah, like with uh, the Rock in that uh, ladder match from MSG, it was SummerSlam, I believe it was. Oh yeah, he was a baby. Like, that was a good yeah. match. He was babyface. Yeah, Rock. Was See, baby. I I wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't know if he was a face or a heel there. You know, like I know. There was a distinction at the time, but I can't I can't remember it now. Whereas like a guy like DiBiase, he was barely ever a face. So you know, like, you know, any feud he had, he was a heel. Piper, pretty much the same thing. Towards the end, you know, it was kind of a face. Um, you know, guys like that though, um, with they wouldn't flip flop, I think, make the best heel Mount Rushmore. You, you think- know what I'm saying? Do I make sense? Yeah. Uh, do you think longevity plays into it at all? Or do you think well, if you're able to make a mark in, in a short period of time, that's just, that's enough? Yeah, I guess make a mark in a short period of time, but don't flip-flop. Like, if you're just a heel, like the guy like the Big Show, who's heel face, heel face, heel face, he's not going to be on this thing. You know what I mean? Kane. Um, what? Kane? Kane? No. Same thing. You're right. No. I don't see him as, you know, being on the Mount Rushmore of heels just because of that reason. Sure. You know, I, I want a guy, you know, I want guys on this, on this list who are true legitimate heels who weren't, you know, maybe a baby face for a short stint. Okay. Or maybe a baby face to like lead into something bigger to make them a heel again. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, yeah. Like guys like that, I think deserve to be on this list. Like a, like, all right. It's Flair is another one. Now that's, that's the next person we're talking about because Pat they, rounds out his list with Ric Flair. Right. And that's another one, though. Like, he's flip-flopped and stuff. But how can you not have Flair in there because he was such a great heel? Yeah. Right? Yes, he was. It's it's hard to hate Flair as a heel because he's so good. He's, I'm going to say it. I think he's the best at it. Right. Exactly. It's, it, you know, it, it's hard to argue Rick Flair. I mean, he's, he's just so damn entertaining. Um, what he's telling you is, shoes cost more than your house. You're gonna be pissed. Of course, of course. <laughs> Bragging about all the money he makes. You know, having having the parties at at the Hyatt Regency Hotel with Double A. Hey. Well, at the same time, he was a nice guy. I mean, he didn't he didn't bang baby doll when she was begging, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she was begging, and he did the the right thing. What a good friend. He knew Tully Blanchard was with Baby Doll, and she was knocking on his door. She was begging him to let her ride Space Mountain. And he was like, uh uh. He said, you know, yo with Tully, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to him. He said, ride clothes, baby doll. (laughs) He sent her on her way. (laughs) Get the step in. Isn't it crazy that baby (laughs) baby doll? Oh geez, she was with Tully, and then in real life she was with Magnum. But it's just, it's just very bizarre. But hey, it's wrestling. Yep, wrestling is bizarre. <laughs> yes, as the British bulldog would say, bizarre. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who's next? Chef from Chefland votes for Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. All right, so. Randy Orton, there's a guy with longevity right there. Um, you know, 
he's he's been a heel for decades now. Um, but like you said, occasionally he does flip flop, but he is good at what he does. Yeah, it's the flip flop factor though for me with him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is excellent at what he does. Um, but it's just man, he's been there forever, right? Yeah, I've seen his face, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long time. I mean, I like the fact that he he does in a way reinvent his character, and especially now with this whole feud with the fiend, and now he's burned. And I mean, it, it's something different. It, finally, it's something different from him. But when he wants to be like a stone cold heel, uh, he can. Yeah, I mean, probably not gonna say no one better because we just said Flair was the best, but but he's yeah, as far as heels go, he's I could see that definitely. But man, how about a guy like the Honky Tonk Man? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's on here at all. That sucks. <laughs> but he was like he he was a heel. Like there's no way he could have been face. Right. He was never a face, right? I mean, he started as a face, but. We all know him as a heel at all times, you know. Of course. Uh, and then rounding out Shep's list, we have Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, who, you know, pretty much can just be named together uh, as two-thirds of the original NWO. Yeah, there's a lot of other, you know, like I said before, a lot of other guys for a top four. And nothing wrong with the list. Um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were awesome heels in, in WCW. They changed it. They 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 changed the direction of the company. And, I mean, you can, you know, of course, the third person there was Hollywood Hogan, and you can say that he gave them the momentum that they needed, but let's say it wasn't Hogan. Let's say it was just Hall and Nash, and they went in and invaded. And, I mean, do you think they they could have gotten as over as they did without Hogan? Um. Well, they could have, but they, I don't know, I, I think you wouldn't need that third guy, just storyline-wise. Um, and if it was Sting, because I'm sure Hogan's going to be on this list, right? Yes. Okay, so Hogan's going to be on the list. He might be. He might even be up there. He might even make the whole the whole thing um, because he was that good in the NWO. And that's another one who is, I, I love babyface Hogan. That's who I grew up on, you know what I mean? But he was a good heel. And if it was Sting that was the third guy, would Sting be on there somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, like, it's possible because it was – was it the storyline itself or was it, you know, the guys involved that right, got right. the whole thing over? Or was it, it could have been a combination of both. Right. Yeah, it's not – I mean, it's not a bad list at all. I don't think uh, – I don't think they're going to make it to the end, but – it's this is so tough, man. Right? This is this is a tough one because you're, you're looking at it and you're looking at guys who made certain storylines, guys who literally changed the business. Right? I mean, they changed the business. Vince McMahon as a heel changed the business. Yes. NWO changed the business. The Four Horsemen changed the business yes. for their time. You know, and it's like, who do you pick up? I mean, shit. Can you go? All Four Horsemen could be on there, right? Yeah, they absolutely. <laughs> They absolutely could. I mean, this is this is probably my favorite topic because I mean, come on, it's it's so much more fun to like the heels. It's so much more fun to like the bad guys, right? And but there's just so many classic ones, and uh, the list at the end is definitely going to reflect that. But, yeah, you already know it. You already tallied up the numbers and stuff. 
Maybe. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Is Terry Funk on your Mount Rushmore? Tell me the truth. No, because I love him too much to think of him as a heel. <laughs> but he... like seriously, like he was he was an awesome heel, but like when you watch him go crazy, it's just like, oh man, I love that guy. Like it, like <laughs> he's just like a lovable grandpa who just had a bad day, you know. Oh man. <laughs> I'm not like this all the time, I swear. But that was the thing with him was even when he was a heel, he still had the same voice. Right, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm, I'm going to break your neck. You know, no, no, I'm not going to break your neck. I'm going to run you over with my truck. No, no, I'm going to I'm gonna brand you. I'm going to brand you with my branding iron. No, no, I'm going to skin you alive. No, no, I'm, I'm Terry Funk. My islands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's enough picking on Funk. We love Funk. All right. Who do we have next, Sarah? Next up is the submission from Mr. X, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ted DiBiase, Mr. McMahon, and Bobby Heenan. So our first submission from Mr. X, and he does give us familiar names with Piper, DiBiase, McMahon, but there we go, Bobby the Brain Heenan. We have a manager slash commentator on the list, and I guess you can put him kind of in the wrestler category because he did wrestle for a little bit, but... uh. I, I think Bobby Heenan is going to be on both of our Mount Rushmore's. Yeah. Um, is that, that's a new submission. That's a new submitter. I should say. Yes. Yeah. I like that list, man. I, I like that list a lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just looking at it, that's, uh, that, and it, it, all right. So I'm just saying anything about it. And I know, I know you want to talk about this list while it's fresh on my mind. How about like another guy's like Jake Roberts, right? Oh Yeah. But yeah. he was also a face, and he like he would flip flop back and forth. But he was so good, and that's you know that's what I like about the Piper, um, that Piper pick. He was kind of the same thing, heel forever. Yeah, you know what I mean, and the thing, but that's the thing with Piper though, is oh yeah, and that's you know going back here, I I said it. Uh, these were names that we had all talked about before, but no, we haven't talked about Roddy Roddy Piper yet, and that was pretty much Vince McMahon's original pick for his top heel uh in his promotion when he was making the world wrestling federation global right <laughs> but yeah rowdy piper rowdy rowdy piper with piper's pit with the interview segment i mean that that certainly got him more over as a heel because he had mic time every week on tv right and uh smashing the coconut over jimmy snooker's head or Shaving the Haiti kid's head, kicking Cindy Lauper. Yeah, bashing that that picture frame over Cindy Lauper's head was the record, the uh, gold record or something like that. Yeah, well, he's like bashing over red. No, he smashed that over Lou Albano's head. But oh, he, he, he did. He shoved Cindy Lauper and he kicked her. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I mean, it does. And then he went after Mr. T, who was like you know an American icon at the time. I guess so, you could say I guess you could say he showed her his true colors. Yeah, that's very good, Brian. That was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Roddy Piper and Bobby Heenan, those are some big names right there. Yeah, man, for us Bobby Heenan. He's on mine. I don't I don't even care. 
Yeah, he's on mine too. <laughs> he has to be, right? I of mean. course. All right, so Sarah, who do we have next? The four from Bobby on the beat are Mr. McMahon, Hollywood Hogan, Ric Flair, and Bobby Heenan. So Bobby, Bobby on the beat, who in 2020 guessed the most lists right. So now we're looking at his list right now. McMahon, Hogan, Flair, Heenan. Is that going to be the Mount Rushmore at the end? I don't think. Uh, I don't know, man. Eesh. It might be. It might be. It's it's tough there. It really is tough there. Oh, Bobby's going to do it again. Mike's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, Mike's going to leave like eight audio messages. He's so <laughs> mad about it. His, his 2021 New Year's resolution is to be the, the top person at the end of the year to guess the most list right. Well, he's already, uh, he's already falling behind with his uh, belt list, right? Was that this year or was that last year? That was last year. That counted. That was last year. Yeah. He was pretty pissed off. Uh, you know, we, we kind of went at him a little bit with his, his list. I mean, the smoking skull belt. Who puts a smoking skull belt, right? Hey, I mean, it's, it's a. <laughs> I like the belt. I think it's a good belt. All right, we're not talking about belts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, I mean, Bobby, Bobby mentions Hollywood Hogan. That's the first mention for Hogan right there. And I'm sure there's going to be many more. Yeah, I mean, he was Man. he was everybody's hero for so long, and then just to completely turn his back on everybody, tell oh. his fans to stick it, brother. You know, man, that's yeah, that was huge. Like you said, it uh, it changed the business. That wasn't that was something that changed the business. So you might have to have Hogan up there. Yeah. See, now I'm, I'm second guessing myself here. But put <laughs> Hogan on mine? No, I don't know. I'm not gonna do it. All right. Who do we have next, Sarah? Next, we have the selections from Jordan in Tennessee. Mr. McMahon, Bobby Heenan, Roddy Piper, and Hollywood Hogan. Oh, there he is again. Yep, there he is again. We got more votes there for Hogan, Piper, McMahon, and uh, I'm glad to see more votes for Bobby Heenan there. That's uh, I I think it's it's probably safe to say that Bobby Heenan would be on our collective pro wrestling Rushmore. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope he makes it to the end. Yeah, not like he's going to get anything for it, but you know, it's nice no. to see. <laughs> Recognition in the afterlife. Yeah. All right. Who's next, Sarah? Wrestler R18 votes for Ric Flair, Ray Stevens, Greg Valentine, and Larry Zabisco. All right. So some old school new names here. We have the Crippler Ray Stevens, who's most known for being the tag team partner of Pat Patterson. And really, when you when you hear a lot of interviews with the old with the old school guys. They name Ray Stevens as as really like one of the top guys in the industry. Yeah, listening to the the podcasts um, for a while, you know the the Conrad Thompson podcasts. I'm just name drop it, I don't know, whatever. Um, but you know, I'm sure you listen to them. A lot of people listen to them, and they're great podcasts. Um, listen to those. I'm hearing Ray Stevens' name come up a lot, and I'm not familiar with Ray Stevens so much. But from what they say, he was a great heel. Um, and I just recently watched that Pat Patterson um, documentary on the network. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, I need to see that. It's pretty, pretty damn good, man. Um, I gotta say it. You know, he's it was good. Now, 
I'm not a huge old school wrestling guy, like that old school. I'm talking about, you know, 60s, 70s, whatever, you know. My time frame was 80s. That's that's my uh that's my wheelhouse. But yeah, Ray Stevens is on that a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. And um yeah, from what I saw, he seemed like, you know, pretty good heel. And you know something you mentioned Pat Patterson there. Pat Patterson had a match in 1981 with Sergeant Slaughter, the yep. Alley White. Man, that's M- a must- MSG, right? Yeah, man, that's a must-see match. Yeah, he was a good heel in his own right too, Patterson, right? I mean Well, in that in that match, he was a babyface. In the match, he was a babyface, but I'm talking about like, you know, as far as tagging with Ray oh, Stevens and yeah. things like that. Like and even being the first, was- yeah, the first intercontinental champion, he was a heel. Feuded with Bob Backlund for a while. So, yeah, right. no, he was an awesome heel. And uh, how about Greg the Hammer Valentine? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Greg Valentine fan, man. But is it because he's he a great heel? It, no, it's be, I just found this match to be very boring. But I found this match to be boring. I found the Ronnie Garvin matches to be exceptionally boring. But and that's the ones I remember. What? He was mostly a babyface, though. Who? Ronnie Garvin. I know he was babyface, but I'm, I'm saying, like, I remember those matches, and it was so boring to me Oh, I see. that I never gave Valentine, like, a chance. You know what I mean? I gotcha. So those would always stick out in my head, and every time he came out, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but I do remember some promos he cut on, like, JYD and stuff, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. for today's standards, they would there's no way they'd be allowed to make television. Yes. Um, can I tell you a story about Greg Valentine? Absolutely. So I went to a show in uh, North Adams, Mass. And remember when we walk in, you know, we get there early. And we walk in. And we go to the bathroom, you know, it's a long drive. About a three and a half, four hour drive. And we go to the bathroom and there's Greg Valentine just sitting in a, in a stall. Pants down to his ankles, fanny pack still on his belly, and he's taking a shit. <laughs> and the stall door is the stall door is wide open, and he looks at me and my buddy. He gives us a little nod with his squinted eyes, and he just ever so slowly shuts the door <laughs> to the stall. <laughs> and you know, me and my buddy look at each other like, huh, "That was Greg Valentine taking a shit." <laughs> Well, I I guess that kind of does change your opinion of the guy. (laughs) Well, how about the living legend, Larry Zabisco? Man, that's another boring dude for me. (laughs) Well, there was a time, though, he was the top heel. I mean, he turned, he was the protege of Bruno San Martino and then turned on him just... He wanted a match with Bruno. Bruno wouldn't give it to him. So, but but then Bruno finally conceded, gave him the match. And during the match, Zabisco just freaked out on him and beat him down with a chair. And it led to a classic cage match. Um, but, I mean, from then on, Zabisco, he was, he was a top heel. He was even the AWA world champion. Right. And yeah, I mean, he was I of the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, man, that was a good... Uh... Good group right there, right? Oh, that's a great faction. With your guy, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Right. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he spelled a fart all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> Bobby Eaton. 
Yes, yes. And, and Greg Valentine does too. Yeah, he kind of does. Well, he probably does smell farts all the time. <laughs> always, taking, always taking shits. <laughs> no, Bobby Eaton, though, like, yeah, he's a... I don't know, man. Like, I guess... Is he on the list? Anybody's list? Bobby Eaton? Yeah. No. But, I mean, he's highly regarded as a great wrestler. Or maybe, he's a great wrestler. Maybe he'd be... Maybe he'd be on a great like technical wrestler. wrestler. <laughs> sure, but Mount Rushmore of heels? No, no. <laughs> like, like, look at his face. Like, why would well, you? That's even that's even worse. Like, you don't like his face. He's a heel. He's he's got an ugly face, but he's he's saying he's beautiful. You know, he always looks like he smelled a fart. That's <laughs> that's heat seeking to me, man. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess you could say so. But uh, no, nah, it's uh, no, there's no mention of Bobby Eaton on this list, unfortunately. His manager does make it, um, does get a few votes, but uh, Paul. Paul. Oh no, 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 his original manager. Who? Jim Cornette. All right. Oh yeah, Midnight Express. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well we're talking about the Dangerous Alliance. Well, yeah. Like- at the time, I'm kind of all over the place, frantic, worlds colliding. Paul Heyman doesn't make the list, though? I don't think anybody voted for Paul Heyman. Dude, that guy was a heel in, in life in general. He was. He really <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, my God. He still owes so many people money. Yeah. And even recently, like, his, I guess he lied to AJ Styles about uh, Gallows and Anderson. And What happened? All right. So, all right. Tell that story because I don't even know that story. Why do they not like each other, AJ Styles and Paul Heyman? So what ended up happening was Vince McMahon apparently had a private meeting with Paul Heyman and they talked about everybody on the roster and, you know, who, who should they keep and who should they get rid of? And he told AJ that he said to keep Gallows and Anderson when in reality he said to get rid of Gallows and Anderson. So now AJ and him do not speak. But how how does AJ know that? Like, did McMahon say, "AJ, I gotta talk to you"? <laughs> like, did he did he rat him out? Did he? You know what I mean? Uh, somebody did. Somebody ratted him out. Yeah, it's probably Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> what say you? <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who's next? Next up are the votes from Hailstorm Wrestling Customs: Mr. McMahon, Bobby Heenan. Jesse the Body Ventura and Ted DiBiase. All right, so the first name on there, Jesse the Body Ventura. That's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, he was the voice, the heel voice of the company for numerous years. And a good one, too, man. Like, he had such, he had a good chemistry with man. He had a good chemistry with Gorilla. Um, You know what I mean? Like, he just, he had chemistry with everybody. Jim Ross and WCW. Sure. I thought they were pretty good together. You know what I mean? No, I I enjoyed him. I even enjoyed him with uh, Tony Schiavone. Yeah, like that's a good pick, man. I like that pick. And then him and Adrian Adonis, right when they were a tag team. Tag team, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, he had a feud with Tony Atlas. Really? And, <laughs> yeah, and he he even had a feud with Hulk Hogan in the AWA. Ivan Putski too. He feuded with. Yeah. You're yeah, also- I mean. What is it? I said you're all set with that. 
what the uh, AWA with Iron, Ivan Putski feud? <laughs> yeah, Polish power, man. Polish power. Polish, the did Polish you know power. That, did you know that they made a TV movie about Jesse Ventura? Did they really? They did. Like it was right after he became the governor of Minnesota. No oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they even had people play Terry Tyrell and Jane. <laughs> I want to say hello. Say it. I want to say. I want to say hello to my friends in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Terry Tyrell and Jane, watching WrestleMania Gorilla. Oh man, did they? Uh, did Did you ever watch his uh his shows there? The uh, uh what do you call oh, the conspiracy it? shows? Conspiracy theory shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did watch them. I thought they were interesting. I thought they were great, man. He made a lot of sense in a lot of them. But it, it's crazy now because he lives in Mexico. Does he really? Yeah, yeah. But like, maybe, maybe like, he found out so many things that he was just, you know, yeah, disenfranchised did, by the United. Did he? Did he take uh, Terry Tyrell and Jane with him? I hope so. We snuck them across the border under blankets in our <laughs> trunk. <laughs> No, it's just me, officer. There's no Terry Tyrell or Jane <laughs> on this trip. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? The next submission comes to us from Rolled Snake Eyes. Ric Flair, Jake the Snake Roberts, Roddy Piper, and Mr. McMahon. So, Jake the Snake does get a vote here. And I gotta say, like we were talking about earlier, like he was more so a babyface, it seems, than a heel. But when he was a heel... Oh my God, he was easy to hate. <laughs> I right. Mean, think about it, he slapped he slapped Elizabeth. He made a a King Cobra bite the Macho Man. He uh, DDT Ricky Steamboat unconscious onto the concrete yeah. floor. I mean, he's he's a great heel, but he was also good when he slapped her. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said that. Yes, felt yeah. so good. Felt so good. I'll slap you, mean jeans. <laughs> I'll slap myself. Oh, get out of here. That's what Bobby. Bobby does. Bobby knows that he knows that uh Bobby on the beat there, he knows that whole promo like word for word. It's just, it was great. <laughs> we used to work together and he was like, he would just recite it, it'd all it'd be awesome. <laughs> that Tuesday in Texas match yep. with Savage and Jake the Snake. The match and then the promos afterwards. You have to watch that. If you've never seen that, you have to watch those. That's essential, essential viewing for a fan and essential for anybody getting into wrestling who wants to master the art of promos. You need to watch that. That's I I, I'd say that's Jake at his best, and that might be Randy Savage at his best too, because the intensity in his promos were, oh my god, incredible. I agree. I agree. Untrue. Is that the one where Savage was going untrue? No, no, that's when that's when <laughs> Mean that? Gene was questioning him about whether or not Ric Flair and Elizabeth had. Oh, that's right. The pictures. <laughs> He's like, but what those pictures? Untrue. <laughs> but it's right there in front of us, Randy. Untrue. <laughs> untrue. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? Mike the Wolverine adds votes for Mr. McMahon, Jake Roberts, Roddy Piper, and Hollywood Hogan. So, hey, there's a second vote there for Jake Roberts uh, and more names that we've seen before. I mean, yeah, that's a good list, though. 
that's a great list from Mike the Wolverine. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you had Mr. McMahon, Hollywood Hogan, and Roddy Piper who were all involved in that match at WrestleMania 19 between McMahon and Hogan. And then Piper came in and whacked them both with a lead pipe. There's so much history with those guys right there. Right. All right, let's keep going. Now we have the four from Mike Magnus, Vader, Triple H, Jake Roberts, and the Repo Man. Wow. The Repo Man, Brian. What's mine is mine. What's yours is mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the best Repo Man impression I've ever heard. (laughs) That's terrible. The Repo Man. Yeah, the repo. Dude, the repo man. Four, you gotta have four heels, and you gotta throw the repo man on there. He stole from everybody. Ugh. What is... <laughs> well, what about Vader? Yeah, I could. All right, so I could see Vader being on the list because sure. he was such a good heel in WCW, right? He was. He was just a big bully, big smell yeah, bully. It, big smell until Paul Ondorf beat the shit out of him with a schnauzer. <laughs> yes. yes he did <laughs> that's a flip-flop for anybody <laughs> it's a schnauzer <laughs> but yeah i mean such as he was vader i thought vader was great vader's one of my favorites uh he's not on my mount rushmore of heels but man he he was definitely a better heel yeah, he was definitely a better heel. And like I said, in WCW, and he never like went face in WCW. He did in WWE, which I thought was was cool. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he was like on Baywatch and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and Wasn't he on like those bunch of things, the the White Castle of of Fear or whatever, and the, the match you love there. I still haven't watched that, by the way. You haven't <laughs> watched the White Castle of Fear yet? Oh man! Yeah, I watched. I watched some of the, like the lead up to it and, and yeah. stuff like that, but I haven't seen the actual match. I think I'm uh, I'm saving it. Like you know, you know how like you know when you eat something, you want to save like the best part of your meal for last. Yeah, so I'm doing with that. I'm gonna right. save it for like you know, I'll have my appetizers first. And I'm gonna finally watch that one day and be like, this is awful. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Classic. The match itself, like seriously, it's a, it's a good match, um, but like the that it it's like a it's like a short film, like it really is. It's uh, they, so they they were the innovators of the the film film matches there, like they do now. Yeah, the cinematic matches, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Yeah, you know, but that wasn't the match though. It was it was Sting accepting Vader's challenge. That was right. the. The, the mini movie and then they had the match you know in the arena at the, on the pay-per-view right but uh, do they have like do they build a makeshift castle in the ring no 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 <laughs> no it, it's just a strap match that's all it is that's awful <laughs> Ugh, see now I'm, I'm i don't want to watch it now You're what about holly race oh holly holly race that's a great pick is he on anybody's list I don't know if he's on anybody's list, to be honest with you. But uh, no, that is. How great... many times is that guy on the list? <laughs> I, I don't even know if he makes it once. <laughs> Nick Bockwinkle, another one. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Nobody picked him, though. Oh, I didn't either, so. Yeah. All right, Sarah, <laughs> who's next? Danny and Dartmouth brings us Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho. So those are some interesting names right there. 
let's start with Eddie Guerrero, who, when he was a heel, he was an effective heel. We can't argue that. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, I get the pick. He was an awesome heel, but again, another one of those guys that just went back and forth to me. Yeah. You know, I think he was a better face than a heel because he, how am I going to explain this? I know, I know what I want to say in my head, but it's not going to come out that way. Do you ever get that? Of course, all the time. <laughs> that's it. I'm getting that a lot today. So, anyway, he was a face, but he was a heel. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, he was doing heel tactics, but the fans loved him, which made him the face. Sure. Stone Cold did it too. Stone Cold did it. But yeah, but Eddie more so because Eddie would blatantly like take a chair and like, you know, fall down while the referee was down and give it to the other guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And just like crazy things, you know? Like, it was comedic, yeah. Right. Like Stone Cold was just a badass. You know, he'd go out there and beat up the boss and, right. you know, flip people off and stuff like that. So he was, you know, the badass bad guy. Well, badass good guy, I should say. <laughs> you know what I mean. God of damn course. it. <laughs> what about, what do you think of Chris Jericho? Yeah, that's another one. Um, he, Yeah. Like the thing with CM Punk where he poured, the uh, Jack Daniels in his face and the stuff like that. Sure, CM that, Punk uh, who's straight edge. He made, straight edge, yeah. Me and Punk drink alcohol. But I think Jericho, when he cut his hair and started wearing the suits and punched Shawn Michaels' wife in the eye and then had that great ladder match with Shawn Michaels, that was a great period of time for Chris Jericho. Right. And then when he had the list, I thought the, the whole thing with the list and his feud with Kevin Owens, that was that was a great period of time as well. That's what I'm saying, though. Then, like, he went face during that list thing because Owens turned on him with the list, you know? Sure. How about... Like, that was cool. It was it was awesome. Not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was that was cool stuff. But the fans still kind of, you know, you made the list. The list was a prop. The fans still kind of, like, liked it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he was a cool heel, just like now. So he's, he's a heel with the inner circle, but he's a cool heel. Like people like him. You know what I mean? Sure. They sing his theme song every time. Right. It's, dude, it's, how can you not? That song's so catchy. It really is. Yeah. I sing it. I sing it at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, and that's the thing with Chris Jericho, is he's had such a long, legendary career. What about when he was a heel in WCW? In the cruiserweight division, stealing the mask from Juventud Guerrera and Ramos. Yeah, that was cool. Those were those were cool. The uh, the oh, there goes my pleather couch. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving around. Um, yeah, but like the list, reading off Malenko's one thousand, well, his his, his one thousand one moves or whatever it was. Four one thousand four. One thousand four. <laughs> Armbar. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Next are the four from another first-time submitter. Let's get ready to rumble. Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Ted DiBiase, and Ravishing Rick Rude. Hey, what about Ravishing Rick Rude, Brian? Awesome. That's a great pick. That's an awesome. That was never a face. No. No, and think about it. I mean, how can you not be a heel when you spray paint or airbrush your, your opponent's wife's face on your tights? On your pecker. On you, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Like, come on, man, that's awesome. 
And then, like, you'd have some on his ass, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, Rick Rude, that's a great pick. I like it. That That's that's pretty good. Rick Rude. That, that feud did not last as long as it should have. I think we mentioned that before on podcast, a podcast somewhere. But uh, it that Jake Roberts feud with, with him, that should have culminated on a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. But they blew it off on a Saturday night main event, I think, right? Am I right or wrong? They blew it. They did. And it ended in a you know a screwy finish. Yeah. Um, not a fan of that because that was awesome. When you have your your opponent's wife's picture on your tights, where it was placed, you need to blow that off like something big, you know, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, somewhere. We didn't get it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, would love to have seen it. Yeah, unfortunately, that was a great, great feud that could have been so much more. But I gotta say, they had their match at WrestleMania four during the tournament, and it was kind of a letdown. Yeah, but did it mean anything? I mean, yeah, they're going for the title. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It was the kickoff of their feud. Right. All right. All right, well, you, you got me there. Gotta get you some way. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? Philip Phillips submits his four as Ric Flair, Randy Savage, CM Punk, and Hollywood Hogan. That no good CM Punk, he's not gonna make any heel Mount Rushmore's. Yeah, yeah, that's your uh, CM Punk is your, your Bret Hart, right? Let like, me down. Brian. What Bret Hart is to me, yes. CM Punk is to you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I don't think you ever liked Bret Hart, though. No, I, I didn't. You see, so I... You like CM Punk. I was such a big CM Punk fan. Like, I even dressed up as him one year for Halloween. Um, you know, met him on more than one occasion. He wasn't... I mean, he was all right when I met him, but, I mean, you could tell he, he really could could have cared less. Um, but still, even then, even after twice meeting him, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's great. Um, but no, then, then the way he left the company, the way he trashed the company, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And even when he was there in WWE, I think he didn't, he did do a great job as a heel. I, I can't argue that. Any thoughts on that? Um, so you think he was ungrateful pretty much, right? I do. I think he was ungrateful. I see a point. I do. Because they brought him in, you know, and he was, yeah, he was established in the Indies. He was established in, you know, Ring of Honor, and he went through TNA and all that stuff. But you're in the big leagues, man. You're you're in the big time. It's a business. If these guys just went in there, did their jobs, shut up, and handled it as a business, they would be so much better off, and they would probably be so much happier but you have some egos, some egotistical pricks like CM Punk, like Bret Hart, who can't do that because they think they're bigger than the business. Correct? Yeah, they think they're an expert. Well, they're not an expert. I'm an expert. <laughs> Ask an expert. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Randy Savage? Yeah, but wasn't Randy Savage a better face than the heel? Yes, definitely. Definitely. You know. Like, I don't think of Randy Savage as a heel, even though he was a good heel when he was a heel. 
But I mean, eh, I don't know because now I'm thinking about it. Like, well, that that turn on Hogan was pretty legendary. But that's it, though, right? Like that that run is where you. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the Ricky Steamboat thing, the George the Animal Steel thing. Yeah, and overall, just you know, like bossing around Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, it was a good heel. Not 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 to make the top four of all time. No, I I yeah, I agree with you on that. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Hunter the River Dwellers, Mount Rushmore is composed of MJF, Ric Flair, Gorgeous George, and Vince McMahon. MJF. MJF makes somebody's Mount Rushmore, Brian. I mean That's he's a good. great pick. Yeah, I mean he's good. He's he's got potential in the best his best years we haven't even seen yet. That's exactly what my thought is too. Um yeah, I think like given another five to ten uh years the way he's going, he'll definitely be on the Mount Rushmore of top heels. Um, let's see if he can do it in a big time. Let's see if he can make the WWE and I consider WWE the big time, not AEW. I know AEW is doing big things and I respect it. And, you know, they got some good matches going. You know what I mean? I watch, I tune in because hell, I can watch NXT. I can just DVR one and watch the other, you know? So I choose to watch AEW. My kid likes AEW and he's doing some great things there. But I think if he gets signed to the WWE, shows he can do it in a big time. Um, I think he would definitely be up there in uh, the Mount Rushmore down the road. Absolutely. But he's doing he's doing great now. I mean, dude, he lives his gimmick, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he he I mean, doesn't I, hold back. No, he's brutally honest, and I mean that's that's absolutely a um, what um, an attribute that you need to be an effective heel. Like you need to be absolutely heartless, careless. Um, you have to be willing to just insult people straight to their face. Right. Um, and you could say that the original heel is a name that's mentioned on here, Gorgeous George, the toast of the coast, the human orchid, the sensation of the nation, bleach blonde hair. What's no, that? I don't know. I don't know much about Gorgeous George, so I can't really. But I, I do know he's saying he was the original heel, you know. The original heel, the bleach blonde curls, the the robe, the big extravagant robes. He would fan himself with peacock feathers. Does this sound familiar at all? That's Woo! uh, that's your boy Dalton Castle, right? Oh, hey, you know what? Yes, Dalton Castle does uh, <laughs> does steal from uh, Gorgeous George a bit. Now that you mention it. And he would, uh, I mean, at the time, the crowds would hate it. They would absolutely hate it because he'd prance around the ring. He'd take bobby pins out of his hair and throw them into the crowd. Right. The fans hated the guy. And you know what I found out from doing a little bit of research on Gorgeous George? He came out to pomp and circumstance. Oh, just like your boy, uh, the, the cowboy there. What's his name? Adam Page. No, Pop and Circumstance, the graduation song, like Randy Savage. Oh, what the hell is that other one? <laughs> you think of, <laughs> you think of the, the Modelo song? Yes. What's the name of that one? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I mention it the other day? Like, uh, <laughs> group chat. You might have. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Wow. I thought that's what Pat said the name of the song was. No, it's called Ecstasy of Gold. 
Really? Yeah, Sarah just uh, looked it up real quick, and uh, yeah, Ecstasy of Gold. So remember, Pomp and Circumstance, that's the graduation song. All right, so Randy Savage took that from Gorgeous Judge. Yeah, and he also stole his, uh, (laughs) ooh, yeah, he stole that. How how ironic was it that Randy Savage had a manager named Gorgeous Judge? Ah, yes, because he did. He bought the rights, and listen to this, he bought the rights of the Gorgeous George name originally for Lanny to give Lanny a really? Lanny was going to be the new gorgeous George and Eric Bischoff oh. said nope so his uh his new girlfriend became gorgeous George wow I did not know that that would have been awesome can you imagine Lanny with and he did like Lanny actually bleached his hair that's how close they were to doing this gimmick Damn it. I wish that would have happened. Oh, my God. Prancing to the ring, doing cartwheels. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Oh, look at me. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> Randy, it's your brother. <laughs> I think because of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the, uh, the Lanny Poffo message that he sent us at the end of this show. <laughs> I live uh... in Ecuador, and I have a bidet. Uh, didn't he didn't say that, did he? No, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but he does love bidets, and he does live in Ecuador. I have the I have the cleanest asshole in the world. <laughs> that is a quote. <laughs> Just ask my papaya guy. <laughs> oh boy! How about that video of uh? It's like a it's like a a mini documentary about him. And how he he puts on like old medieval armor and visits sick children in the hospital, and it shows him in his in his bedroom, and he's got a TV mounted on the ceiling, so when he's laying in bed, he can just watch TV without you know sitting up or turning his head or anything like that. And that's genius, right? He was the genius. That is a genius idea. Genius. <laughs> I love the gimmick. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? Now we have the votes from Billy the Biker, Ric Flair, Brody Piper, Bobby Heenan, and Brock Lesnar. So our buddy Bobby Heenan is gaining uh, some more votes here. That's good to see. What about Brock Lesnar? I like the list other than Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, I, I could see why, you know, someone will put him on the list. I mean, the guy's just freaking he's a beast. He is the beast. He's a beast. beast. <laughs> you know, that's he is, man. Um, but he, uh, is Brock Lesnar a good heel or does Paul Heyman make Brock Lesnar a good heel? I think that's what it is right there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is fine because, you know, Paul Heyman is doing his job. So, but, which you know, it's just, if you didn't have, oh, I'm sorry, what? Well, I said, which is great because he's a good hype man. No, of course. But yeah, I think that's, that's the reason Lesnar's on there. But I mean, his in-ring works great. Speaks for itself, guys. Uh, and he just like tears people apart, right? So he goes in there. He has three-minute matches. Comes in, walks out, goes home. But isn't it interesting that the matches that he has with like these giant guys, they're a lot shorter than the matches he has with the smaller guys. And the matches he has with the smaller guys end up going like double digits as far as minutes. Uh, minutes. That's yeah, true. 
But uh, with the big guys, you know, they're very quick, very quick ranges. Right. Oh, well, maybe it's because uh, the smaller guys are shifty. You know what I mean? They can run around and you know get away from him. That could Whereas be a guy, a guy like Cena. You just grab him, you suplex him eighteen hundred times, and you know, call it a night. Hey, whatever makes the money. Uh, All right, Sarah. Jim, why is Jim Cornette not on a lot of these people's lists? Be patient, Brian. He's coming up. I know, but like, I mean, I think I thought he would have been there a lot more, to be honest. Well, the thing is, nowadays, people, a lot of people, like, actually don't like him. Not like, you know, like it was back in the day when, like, oh, it's fun not to like this guy. Like, nowadays, people just don't like him because of his opinions. Right. They legit don't like him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he is a very valid person when it comes to opinions and wrestling. I mean, he's, he's been there. He experienced it. He he's one of the greatest talkers. He's one of the greatest managers. And right. you can absolutely say he's one of the greatest heels. He knows everything there is to know about tag team wrestling. Uh, I'd say his opinion matters. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And he's got great podcasts too. We've got two of them actually. Two of them. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's he's on a lot of people's uh, shit list. He's not on on mine anyway. I don't know about you, but no, you can't just you can't just because you don't like the guy, you can't discredit his work, right? And I know people are gonna be like, oh, well, look at you, with Bret Hart. Bret Hart sucks. Always has, always will. And what's the last one? Has will always always will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? Biff Johnson submits these four. Bret Hart, Samoa Joe, Ugh. Buff Bagwell, and Rico. Wow. Who was that? Biff Johnson. Who's that? A new submitter. Damn, man. I think Biff Johnson's trolling us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's start with Bret Hart. <laughs> oh, Bret Hart's always a heel to me. <laughs> just, because, just because he's Bret Hart. He's uh, he's certainly a Canadian hero, if anything, and he's a hero in Europe and in Asia, but uh, in America, oh boy, a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people he did a good job with it. Oh, when he was doing when he did the heel turn and was doing the Heart Foundation thing, he was an awesome heel. Yeah, he did a good job with that. I mean, whatever. I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. Um, and but I mean, to be top four, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No. So I is it safe to assume that Samoa Joe will not be on the Mount Rushmore? No, Samoa Joe. Come on. What about Buff Bagwell? Oh, uh, he's not gonna be there either. Uh, nor will Rico. I know what like. That's that's a troll list, right? It's gotta be a troll list. Rico, come on, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not no. Good. <laughs> All right, who do we have next, Sarah? The four from on the mark shirts are Tully Blanchard, the original Sheik, Freddie Blassie, and Jim Cornette. There that's you go. Let's start off with our buddy Tully Blanchard. That guy's that's an a awesome heel. Great list, man. That's. Tully was a great heel, right? I mean, oh my oh, god! Oh, his promos were great. Like he looked like a jerk. He like just looked right. at him. Wow, that guy looks like a jerk. And I mean, <laughs> from the beginning, I mean, he he had a he was in a tag team 
with um, Gino Hernandez. And they had a great run as heels in Texas, um, but then branching out further in Jim Crockett promotions. I mean, God, Tully Blanchard is definitely top 10 heels. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to make the Mount Rushmore, but he was incredible. You know that firsthand because you're, you went back, right? And you started uh, Jim Crockett from the start, didn't you? I did. Well, I started, I started in 1985 because that's when, that's when they really put everything on the line and when, you know, broadcasted globally. But yeah, so yeah, so I started in 1985 and I just finished, I just finished uh, with 1988 where uh, Ted Turner purchased the company. Oh, wow. So you're already done with it. Yeah, yeah. And but you was, saw all those great promos by Tully and Arn and every the Horseman, yep. Dusty. Yep, watched every one of them. And there's no doubt in my mind that that was the best time for wrestling as far as intensity, as far as promos. Um, matches, you know, that's, that's the tough thing, though, because on TV, the matches were very short. And they were mostly like, you know, just uh, enhancement matches, job matches. Um, but then again, when they when they put on like a big time title match, it really meant something like they devote an entire episode of TV just to one match. Right. And, and that was a cool thing because they based their their shows off of promos. Yes. And yeah. they they really sold what they were going for. They wanted to blow, you know, that huge blow off match, and it worked for them. And that was the cool thing about Crockett back then. Um, so yeah, so like when you had like you know an hour match with Tully and and Dusty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that meant something, man. It really did. It really did. And it was also during a time too when either one of those guys could have could have lost, whether it be cleanly or through interference or whatever, and it didn't matter. Because they're still a top guy. They can still, you know, the next episode, they'll cut a promo and you'll hate them all over again. Right. So what about yeah. like, you know, Tully and Magnum? Like that, that feud was awesome. amazing. Yep. It was awesome. And and the, the blow-off match was legendary. Incredible yeah. stuff. Cage, um, right? Yeah, the I Quit Cage match. And it ended with Magnum breaking apart a wooden chair and taking a, a giant splinter and jamming it and Blanchard's awesome. eye and yeah. <laughs> Blanchard submitting. But uh, let's talk about the original Sheik. You know anything about the original Sheik, Brian? Isn't that Sabu's uncle? Yes, that is Sabu's uncle. He ran yes. the Detroit Territory, big time wrestling. And he started wrestling in the 40s, 1949. Uh, made a name for himself. He's the inventor of the fireball. Throwing fireballs at people, that's that's big right now with uh, Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, and all that. Um, the guy that invented it, the original Sheik. Had big feuds with Andre the Giant, Bobo Brazil. He may have invented it, but Hogan perfected it. Oh, God. <laughs> Hogan's fireball skills. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, people say that the original Sheik was a great heel because he stayed in character the whole time. Like somebody asked him for an autograph and he'd attack him. <laughs> he 
you would just go crazy on him start screaming at him but but yeah there was a time (laughs) i think brian last on jim Cornette's podcast was talking about it where somebody asked the sheet for an autograph and he just started punching him (laughs) wow that's a great doesn't brian last doesn't brian last sound like Heyman? yeah he does he does (laughs) i saw the original sheik one time at the crown plaza hotel uh, another old school name here, Freddie Blassie. We we don't know much about Freddie Blassie. Um, I mean, beyond being a manager in the WWF, but I mean, he was big at at a time in Japan, uh, in California. He uh, he even got over at one point by biting people, and he had to wear like a muzzle when he wrestled. What the hell? Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a time. Uh, Freddie Blassie, Regis Philbin's favorite wrestler. Really? Yeah. He was a big wrestling fan, huh, Regis? Regis loved wrestling, yes. That's cool. He did. (laughs) 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 Ah! What happened? I dropped my remote. Oh man! Wow! <laughs> it sounded like a like a tornado was pulling your house away. <laughs> All right, oh, so man. finally we can talk about Jim Cornette here. No, we already did talk about Jim Cornette, didn't we? I think so, a little bit, but we, we unofficially back to it. Well, I think we were talking about him when we were talking about Bobby Eaton, right? Oh, that's right, that's right. So yeah, so officially now Jim Cornette gets a vote. Dude, polyester suits. Tennis racket. Tennis racket. He was talking about, I forgot, I I listened to one of his podcasts today, and he was talking about like driving around with someone or someone driving around with him and his mother to shows. So he legitimately had his mother driving him to shows when he was younger. Like, (laughs) that's that's so awesome. Like, what the hell? And oh, man. what a, a great thing I love about Cornette is just his ability, his promo skills were just insane. Just oh my god, dude. Just the words he used, such oh big god, words. Slow out, and he would just be rambling like a million words a minute. And it would all make sense, it would all be coherent. Exactly. I could never do that. Oh my god, I wish I had those skills. Like I have to stop and try to think of what I'm gonna say next on, on this. Never mind, you know being in front of a live camera and he's just rambling on and like he's it's coherent and it all makes sense and he's like making analogies and things you never even think of it's like what the like he said the other day because it's talking about somebody he was like uh that guy couldn't draw money with a green crayon that's <laughs> 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 that you know what i mean yeah man jim Cornette, man these but he was another guy he was an entertaining heel um, it, but there was a brief time when they did turn him babyface. Really? Yeah, when? Yeah, it was it was in uh, WCW. He was feuding with Paulie. Paulie had brought in the original Midnight Express, the feud with his Midnight Express of Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. And yeah, the fans chose Cornette over Heyman. And during that feud, they they were cheering Cornette. That sucks, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, hey, it definitely got Heyman over, right? All right, Sarah, who do we have next? 
Polish's votes for these four, Tully Blanchard, Jim Cornette, The Iron Sheik, and Jake Roberts. Wow, look at that. Another vote for Tully, another vote for Jim Cornette. And not the original Sheik, but the Iron Sheik, Baba. Sheiky baby. Sheiky baby, I break your back. That's a, <laughs> that's a great pick right there, Iron Sheik. That is a good pick. I like it. Jeez, I mean, ended the title reign of Bob Backlund, but I got a feeling a lot of people want to see that title reign end anyway. He was so boring, wasn't he, too? Another guy, Bob Backlund, so boring. <laughs> what about, uh, so, wow, we got another vote. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong list there. Okay, so, uh, yes, and another vote for Jake the Snake as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, like we said, he was a great promo. Um, did a lot of great things as a heel with the warrior. Remember the trust me, you know, put the warrior in there with the snakes and all that stuff. Yeah, made the warrior side with the Undertaker. How about they, that? You know what was cool too was the uh, the reception, Randy oh, and Liz's yeah. reception, where they started with the whole snake thing with Randy Savage. That, they opened the gift and the snake popped out. Ruined their their wedding was ruined. Oh, it was done. It was all, all done. All done, guy. It was all done. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? Next up is the submission from Steve the Savage, Abdullah the Butcher, the original Sheik, Captain Lou Albano, and Roddy Piper. Abdullah the Butcher, according to Gary Hart, the real-life boogeyman. What do you think about Abdullah? Uh, I never liked Abdullah's matches, really, to be honest with you. No. But uh, I guess so. I mean, the guy was a nutcase, right? Just oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He would bleed on his way to the ring without even wrestling yet. I know. Weird. Weird, dude. Mick Foley said that the scars in Abdullah the Butcher's forehead are so deep that he could put quarters in them. That's disgusting. Yeah, from just cutting himself constantly on the forehead. Oh, boy. And he's still, he's still alive to this day. And even... Even had a uh, famous barbecue restaurant for a while. But, uh, hey, really? Yeah, he did. And um, but I'd say Abdul the Butcher is a, a pretty good pick for a heel. Um, I don't know if he's on the Mount Rushmore, though, unfortunately. But a new name that we have here, Captain Lou Albano. That's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. But I remember Captain Lou as a, as a face, mostly. Just yeah. That's just me. Um, so I couldn't really speak on that too much as a heel. What, what do you manage as a heel? The Samoans? Uh, the Samoans, he managed Don Moon Dogs. Did he manage the Moondogs? Uh, Moondogs. He might have managed the Moondogs, actually. Um, I know that he managed the Bulldogs as a face, right? As a face, yep. Um, yeah. he, managed, he managed Morocco during uh, the feud with Snooker. Right, right, yeah. And then he was aligned with Piper and managed the fabulous moolah to face Wendy Richter during the whole rock and wrestling era there. But then Piper turned on him. Of course he did. Oh, wrestling. Oh, wrestling. That's another one who, like, I don't know, Albano's promos, he would ramble like Cornette would, but it wasn't really coherent. Like, it didn't really oh, make yes. sense, like, right? Frantic, completely <laughs> frantic promos, yeah. You're, uh, you're a prefabricated dog biscuit. 
we hate Dog Biscuit. Yeah, he, he would say that. Oh, man. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Mikey from the Street Dads votes for Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, and Ted DiBiase. It's really funny because Mike told me yesterday that as a child, Terry Funk terrified him. Really? His, his uncles would tell him that Terry Funk would really brand people. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mike was scarred. He's like, I don't want anybody branding me. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see. I can see that. But then, like, think about it. You know, attacking Jerry Lawler in the studios. Uh, I mean, Terry Funk, he was an effective heel. When he attacked Ric Flair, gave him a pile driver on a table. Um, even in Japan, Terry Funk was a good heel in FMW. He's uh, he's an all around great. I don't know if he's going to make the Mount Rushmore of heels though. Probably not. But you know what? As a kid, I used to think he was really branding people too. So I can't really hate on too much for that. I did, dude. I, th- I was like, "What the hell is he doing? Why is he doing that?" Like with the junkyard dog and stuff. Yeah, that feud junkyard dog. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, don't don't <laughs> brand him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, he gives us uh, familiar names: Piper, Flair, DiBiase. It's big names right there. That's not a bad list, man. And like Flair, that's a good pick. Piper, I know Piper is one of his definite favorites. Um, and DiBiase, like I said, DiBiase was always just the heel. He was never a face. That's why I like that pick so much. Um, and I don't know. I think he's on mine. I think he's on mine. You think DiBiase is on yours? Yeah, just for that reason alone, Ian. Um, just because he was never, dude, he was, think about it. The guy never flip-flopped, man. You know what I mean? He was always such a prick in his vignettes. He degraded people, you know what I mean? He did. And who, like, who likes someone like that? Who likes someone flashing their money in your face all the time? I don't like it. Well, apparently we like it if uh, if they're going to be on our Mount Rushmore. Well, I'm just saying, though, like, as a, <laughs> as a heel. You know what I mean, see? But you know something, though? Do you think that a great heel is, like, a rich person? I guess, yeah, because I guess FJF, right? FJF's the same thing. Sure. Somebody that we envy, we wish we could have money like them, but, you know, we can't, and they let us know that we can't. Right, exactly. So. I mean, we can if more people listen to our shit. Well, yeah. (laughs) But is it, is it, it might be arrogance, not money. And speaking, of, speaking of arrogance, yes, <laughs> Rick Martel. Nobody mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> There's so know, many though. That's the thing. There's so many good ones. Gorgeous George originally uh, did the whole arrogance gimmick, as far as you know, spraying perfume in the air for his entrance. Right. <clears> oh <throat> so, yeah. Anyway, that was a little uh, tidbit on Gorgeous George. But yeah, Rick Martel. He was an awesome heel. But nobody was. Nobody mentioned him. All right, Sarah, who's next? Angie and Tiverton votes for Kane, Vader, Chris Jericho, and Ric Flair. Wow, so Kane does get a vote. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was, I could see it. Like I know why the guy came out and during the Hell in a Cell and all that good stuff. And it was a great debut. I think people uh, maybe base that put him on a list because of that debut. You know what I mean? Sure. The Undertaker. And the, the, the Undertaker feud made him a great heel. That was it, though. I mean, what do you do really after that? 
Yeah, and that that's another guy that flip flopped constantly. Constantly. Yep. And uh so yeah, we got another vote there for Vader. Wow, Chris Jericho gets another one, Ric Flair gets another one. No Sid, no Sid to all those. No, no, because he has half the brains that you do. Yeah, he does. <laughs> can we Sarah. do this again? What? Can can we do this again? Do what again? You're supposed to say we're live, pal. We're live, pal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Sarah, who's next? Johnny D's four are Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, Edge, and Triple H. Ah, that's interesting. A vote here for Edge. Edge. That's the second vote we got on here for Edge. I think Edge was a great heel. I really do. His promos were awesome. The whole thing with Vicky Guerrero was great. Uh, the feud with Undertaker was incredible. Edge is an awesome pick. And even the Edge and Christian tag team, they were great heels too. Yeah, they, that was that's a good pick. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, was he... Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I'm indifferent to Edge. There was a time that Edge was the best heel in the business, but during that time, he didn't really have that much competition. Right. That's that's what I mean. So all right, you just you you nailed it pretty much. You pretty much nailed it. I still it. love Edge. I still love Edge. I think Edge is awesome. How about um how about the Undertaker? Nobody has a vote for the Undertaker. Like remember when the Undertaker did the uh, American Badass gimmick and he was a heel during it? Yeah. Yeah, and he made I thought that was some good shit. It was good. It was finally something that worked for him that was other than the dead man. Because that first, when he started with the biker gimmick, it was all right. But then when he was a heel and he was a biker, ah, that's magic right there. Right. Like you remember, he was like, uh, so you're telling me you're too, you're too good to kiss his ass? Yeah. <laughs> it was Jim Ross, right? It was Jim Ross? Yes. And then he made Tommy Dreamer drink his uh, tobacco spit there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what about the time? When he uh, he chained up Hulk Hogan to his motorcycle and then drove around that, <laughs> yes, dude, dragging him around. <laughs> oh man! Well, geez, when you were talking about the time when he uh, he crucified Stephanie and nearly married her with the with the I'll remember that. Jeez, oh, boy, burned her teddy bear. <laughs> uh. All right, Sarah. Who do we have next? How many more lists we got? Our last submission this episode is from Steve, <laughs> Connecticut, Rhode Island. Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, and Ric Flair. Hey, our first vote there and our only vote for Mr. Perfect. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. That's a great list. Oh, my God. That Look is a great list. Rude, Piper, Perfect, and Flair. That's incredible right there. I know, man. That is a great list, right? All right, so, Brian, moment of truth. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of heels? All right, you ready for this? Absolutely. I'm going to go Bobby Heenan. Yep. Ted DiBiase. Ooh. And I'm, you know, I'm torn with putting the Honky Tonk Man on my list. Wow. I, I'm not, I didn't do it. Arn Anderson, dude. Nice. I am glad like, somebody mentioned. When did Arn Anderson ever become a face? 
only briefly, and it clearly didn't work. <laughs> when though? Like when was that? Well, was he, that the in WCW? In WCW, yeah. It was more so when he was his career was winding down. Right. So, but he, dude, what a great heel! You know his his promos were off the hook. Like he just cut so many great promos. And I want to go Tully, man. Tully Blanchard's got to be up there too. Wow. So, all right. So, say that list again. Heenan, DiBiase, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Wow. Wow. So you must have been in heaven when the Brainbusters went to WWF and were managed by. I loved the Brainbusters, dude. <laughs> Hey, honestly, like I really did. Those are those are my guys. I love the Brainbusters. Yep. That was my favorite tag team. That's awesome. All right, and so, it, like I was so pissed that they didn't last. You know what I mean? They were only there for a short stint. It was only a year. That's it. Yeah. All Can right. you imagine if like they came in when Flay was there? Oh, would have been perfect. Yeah, would have. That, that would have been perfect. I mean, they even had Wyndham there too briefly. Right. But oh god, what could have been? What could have? <laughs> What do you got? So, I'm going to go with Ric Flair, Mr. McMahon, Bobby Heenan, and Bubba Ray Dudley. Come on, Ian. Yes, I'm going with Bubba Ray Dudley. The guy incited riots in ECW. He was terrifying. He was believable. I got to go with Bubba. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, think about those promos. Think about those promos he got. And he had people crushing the guardrails. I know. We saw it firsthand, right? We went to shows where we saw the guy try to hop the guardrail. Yeah. I mean, he (laughs) made people legitimately angry. Like, people knew that they were at a wrestling show, but they hated Bubba Ray Dudley. Right. So, yeah, I mean, for that reason, he had to be on my list. And he body slammed Tass on my foot. And that's pretty heelish. Oh, I'm sure I choked him out for that later on tonight. It's a shoot, brother. Yeah, but couldn't you put, like, Joel Gurner on that list, too, though? Ah, uh, but I was more entertained by him. By Bubba? Oh, no, you're no. entertained. Like, yeah. you found Joel Gurner funny. Like, yes. you're entertained. Ha-ha. Yeah. Ha. Yes, funny like, how? Right, funny ha-ha like a clown. At least they didn't entertain you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Sarah. Could you please read the stats? The Mount Rushmore of Heels is the Nature Boy Ric Flair with 14 votes, with 10 Mr. McMahon, followed closely by Rowdy Rowdy Piper with 9. And drumroll, your votes count to break a tie this episode because both Bobby the Brain Heenan and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase originally came in a tie with 5 votes. Counting your votes, our Mount Rushmore is Ric Flair, Mr. McMahon, Rowdy Piper, and Bobby Heenan. The rest of today's stats are Hollywood Hogan with four, Jake the Snake Roberts with four, with three, Triple H, and with two votes each, Tully Blanchard, Jim Cornette, the original Sheik, Vader, Chris Jericho, and Ravishing Rick Rude. Wow. What a Mount Rushmore we have. And we settle a tie there, Brian, between Bobby Heenan and Ted DiBiase, who are both on your list. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with either one of those guys. That's a great list. That's yeah. Flair, McMahon, Piper, Heenan. That that's pretty awesome right there. I think we might need a new logo with those guys on there. That'd be cool. You gonna make a shirt of the other one? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. I don't even know if that's legal. 
Why? Well, I mean, we could always say that. No, that's not Hulk Hogan. That's not The Undertaker. Of course it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, that would be a pretty cool logo with uh, those guys on there. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, we will have to see what happens. And you know something. What's that? Bobby. Bobby's list. He had Mr. McMahon, Ric Flair, Bobby Heenan, but he had Hollywood Hogan instead of Piper. Oh, he didn't get it. Was he the closest one? <clears throat> he was probably the closest one to it, right? I don't know. We'll have to go back. <laughs> we'll have to go back and read that at a later date. Let's go back and take a look. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's a pretty cool Mount Rushmore right there. The next time, the next time we do this, we are going to do the Mount Rushmore of feuds. So any feud, any company, you let us know. What is on your Mount Rushmore of feuds? We are also starting to take votes for the Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania moments. And that's going to be a future episode that we will air around WrestleMania time. So you can start voting now, though. We'll start tallying those up. But yes, next time around, the Mount Rushmore of feuds. Do we uh, do we already have like a bunch of lists compiled for that? Or no? For feuds? Uh, no. Yeah. We don't no. have any votes for feuds yet, but I did get a few votes already for the WrestleMania moments. Gotcha. I'm looking forward to feuds, man. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. And that's going to allow us to talk about some pretty awesome stuff. Hey, you know who didn't get a vote at all? The fabulous Freebirds. Oh wow, huh? Yeah, nobody voted for them. Wow. Hmm. It's because we're we live we live up here in the north. I guarantee if like you know it was down south and a lot more people down south voted, yeah. there'd be a few free bird votes. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. <clears throat> all right then. Well, with all that said, for Brian. Oh, it was different, uh, different podcast tonight, different, uh, you know, just different all around, man, doing this via Zoom and hopefully it, uh, the audio sounds good and everyone enjoyed it. I hope so. I had a good time. I don't know about you, but everyone have a good night. And for Sarah. Till next time. This is Ian saying good night. Hello, Pro Wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Papo, formerly the genius of WWE. And I want to say hello to Ian Mello, Brian, and Sarah. And you want to know who is on my personal Rushmore of favorite opponents? I'll give you four names right off the top of my head. Number one, first and foremost, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Number two, Terry Funk. Number three, Bob Orton Jr. And number four, I'll have to think about that. Let it be Harley Race. Because each of these men actually went out of their way to make the genius look good. And I appreciate that more than you can ever know. Especially when I think back on the fact that I am going to be 66 December 28th 
It means a lot to me that these men came into my life and made the genius look good. And uh, of course, Hulk Hogan did something even more special. And the genius was victorious against the mighty Hulkster and the World Wrestling Federation fell. For a billion Hulkamaniacs who live and die for Hogan saw the genius was triumphant at the bell. They saw their hulking hero as he wallowed in self-pity like the victim of a somewhat heinous crime. And now he has a partner even stupider than he is. So I'm sure he'll be the loser one more time. Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, you're the man who's never wrong. Can you prophesize what we're about to do? By the power of the genius and the world's smartest man, I'll rely on my incredible IQ. Thank you, Ian Mello, and good luck with your pro wrestling Rushmore podcast. Hello, Brian, Sarah, and Ian. Good luck to you. God bless. Thank you.